Welcome to Quick Shots, a short format traditional archery podcast, where we introduce you to some of the world's most influential traditional archers, and occasionally, some random dudes. New York, New York. Welcome to Quick Shots. Today we have Melissa Ortiz joining us. I'm really excited for you guys to meet this trad archery New Yorker. Her attitude is awesome. Well, actually, everything about her is awesome. Anyway, so let's go meet her. Hey, everyone. How you doing? All right. Welcome to Quick Shots. We got uh, Melissa Ortiz, um, the trad bow newbie here. Hey, Melissa, how are you doing? I'm doing very well. How's everything? It's really good. It's really good. I love your accent, by the way. I, I think that uh, uh, obviously on the first few sentences, people already know you're from New York. So I, I was going to say I have an accent. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and I hope they don't hold it against you. But I mean, <laughs> uh, I actually, it is so, um, archery is so, like traditional archery is actually more popular where you guys are than even where I'm at in the Midwest. I mean, trout archery is crazy out there. I mean, Pennsylvania and all up and down the coast there is pretty crazy. Yeah, I'm finding that out. So, hey, why don't you, like I know you from Instagram, but uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about who you are and um, you know, anything special about you? We'd love to hear, you know, about you. Fairly new to archery. I've only been shooting about, I want to say five years now. And I started out with a compound bow and went through lots of tears with that. Just didn't work out for me. And I almost quit altogether. Um, just had really awful target panic until a friend of mine who was watching over me for several local ranges was like, Hey, guess what? I've been watching you and I haven't been able to get off of 10 yards. Here's what I think you need to do. F that bow. Okay. Take everything off. You need to get yourself a bare bow. You need to shoot nothing but a stick and a string. And uh, he said it would take a lot of the pressure off of myself. He's like, I see you. You're too worried about all the gizmos and the gadgets and just take a bow. So he, I think it was a, I think it was a black widow. He put a put a bow in my hand and he's like, you know, I've had a shoulder injury, so you should be able to pull the weight on this. All you do is you point, you pull back, you let loose and you, yay, that's all there is to it. Um, so <laughs> I have been shooting traditional archery since then, it's the last four years. It's the best thing I could have done. And I have more fun with it now than I, anything I've ever shot before. So, um, you, like, I mean, you're, you're in New York, right? Like, where are you in New York? I'm in Queens. I'm in Queens, New York, right out probably about 20 minutes from Manhattan and about two hours from the woods. So every chance I get, I'm in a car with either one to two people or we just caravan up to a place. We'll find somewhere to go. Um, it's very hard to find places to shoot where I live. One of our indoor ranges, about 45 minutes from me, um, closed down recently. I have... Um, Two other options that I travel to, one in Queens, one in Brooklyn, uh, that have indoor ranges and paper targets and some 3D. And otherwise, I'm, I love being outside. It is just a complete change of scenery for me. And having been working in Manhattan for the last few years, it's a pleasure just getting out into the woods. And it's a sensory overload for me. So aside from the targets, that's probably my favorite thing to do is just to get outside on the weekends. Yeah, I can't imagine. You guys in New York are, are, are uh, again, you know, unfortunately, like ground zero again, like for a second time oh, yeah. in our lifetime, right? It's terrible. I feel, 
I mean, the rest of the country is just kind of, you know, sad at what's going on in New York. And um, I think you guys are on the recovery road, right, from COVID. Is it getting better there? Yes, it is. Uh, it's, you know, place they're starting to loosen up a little bit in different regions. Um, because I'm close to the city, a lot of the restrictions are still in place because people don't follow the rules because, hey, we're from New York. Um, <laughs> so that's, uh, you know, like indoor dining and stuff. But it's just it, it is what it is. But well, um, well it's, it's good. I mean, it, it's good that you guys are, you know, doing what you can. It's it, hopefully we're on the road to recovery. And yeah, if I were you, I'd want to get out into the woods as much as possible too. What do you What do you do for a living? I'm a licensed veterinary technician, so I work in an animal hospital, and it's pretty much the equivalent of uh, a nurse in the human field. But we're not nurses; we're technicians. So wow, that's have you always wanted to do that? Is that your career job or career goal? I well with animals. Um, my dream job I used to tell everyone when I was little that I wanted to like either work with dinosaurs and you know, that wasn't ever going to happen. It took me a little while to catch on. Um, no, I, no. Well, no, well, it depends. It depends if we could bring them back. Um, I want to say that I want to work uh, out in the wilderness. I want to save animals. I want to be like Jane Goodall. And eventually when I got older, I said I want to work at a zoo. So that happened. And, um, but now I'm back working at uh, an emergency, uh, big specialty practice in Manhattan. So I get to work with um, what's considered exotics. So that's anything that's not a dog or a cat. So I deal with all the little weird critters, snakes and rabbits and ferrets and everything. And I love them. So um, I'm cross-trained to work in multiple departments and uh, it's, it's pretty cool. I've done some pretty realize the extent of the medicine that we can do for critters. It's um, I've, I've intubated elk. I've, done epidurals in snow leopards. Uh, we do cat scans on rabbits. We repair turtle shells. We trim why, bird beaks. It's everything from very simple. Like what, huh? Why would an elk be in Manhattan? Oh, well, you see. Um, <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, I mean, it's, it's cool medicine. It's cool medicine. That was all stuff that happened at the zoo, so. Oh, That's been pretty, the zoo, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, not just Around. He was trying to hail a cab, but they wouldn't let him in because of the rack. So, no, that's nice. Hey, did, so, uh, so wait, what zoo did you work at? The Manhattan Zoo? Um, okay. I was at the Queen Zoo. It's all part of the same company that runs like the Bronx Zoo, Queen Zoo, Prospect Park Zoo, Central Park, the aquarium. Um, and it was pretty amazing. It was a really good nine years of my life. So, let's get back to archery for a second. Get so, back to archery. It's my favorite thing to do is it that's see that's why you know we need people like you on this show because the excitement that you show in your instagram and you know when you make a shot or something like that it's just it's infectious i love it i love the fact that people get excited when they shoot a stick and string trad archery is great you know we all have the bug i think more people should be trying it and i like what your friend gave you that advice and put down all the tech and get back to basics man and then now you like that right it was and it's not, I don't want the, the listeners or the viewers to, to get the wrong idea, that you think that it's easy, right? Oh, it's not easy. It's just for my way of learning and for how much I get fixated on things and how much uh, I beat myself up over things. And uh, I'm pretty hard on myself. And it might be because of the line of work I'm in. It might be because I'm type A, I'm not sure. Um, but for me, it was, uh, it was a relief realizing that I could accomplish basically the same goal, but just leaving out a whole bunch of the extra parts to worry about. Um, 
I think it's really tough. Um, I try to make it seem easy when I get new folks started. Um, for me, it is that simple. A lot of folks ask me like, oh, so how do you aim or how are you shooting? And to be honest with you, I don't know. We'll be out on the course. Nobody has a range finder. Jason almost knocked one out of my hand the first time we went. He's like, what? The whole point is you're just supposed to like, you know, just know. And I'm like, okay, this is like my first time on a course with him, the same guy who put the, the stick, stick bow in my hand. Yeah. And um, I'm just like, all right, the target's down there. Maybe if I just put my hand here and okay, Mr. Arrow, I need you to go there. I just let loose and that's it. And it's fun. And if I miss, I miss, um, I miss a lot. I like showing the bad shots too, because I actually think it's part of the fun. Um, sometimes folks will make fun of me because they'll see my quiver and I have all these crazy arrows. Like I always go out there with like 40 arrows. We were going to talk about that, about how you, you backpack in with a hundred arrows in your quiver. Oh yeah. Listen, more arrows, less tears. I know I'm going to suck at some shots. <laughs> I know I'm going to lose some. I know I'm going to break some. Um, I like shooting, shooting wood arrows, so I know I'm going to have casualties out there, but that's the whole point of that. Um, but I love it. I try to, um, I try to pass it on. I've, um, I've introduced a handful of people to shooting with me and I love it. I love having a little crew to come out with me. It's really exciting. It's so different from everything else we do on a normal day today. You know what I mean? Like who would think like a group of people from Queens or Brooklyn are just going to go out in the woods one weekend and just, you know, do something as exciting as this. So your story is, your story is incredibly interesting. I mean, I get it. I'm in the Midwest. People who are on the East side, usually Pennsylvania, mid Pennsylvania, um, they shoot, right? I mean, that's more country folk, right? Not country, country. I mean, I'm, I'm not trying to be silly, but they're definitely, you know, something about someone from the city uh, shooting is exciting and interesting. Um, I think I find it fascinating that you guys, uh, you guys love it. And that's, that's awesome. And you're awesome. Uh, you got a great style about you and uh, you've got a good shooting form and stuff like that too. So uh, I love it. Hey, it looks from, what I can see in this picture here, you got some success behind you. Little bit, what, what, little bit. Tell Listen, us a little bit about that. Uh, well, the little bit is local clubs. Um, my plaque from Lancaster Classic. We had the uh, the Longbow Outlaws little contest that went on within the uh, the Barebow class. Um, a lot of the local shoots that I go to and. Some of that is I happen to take first place or second place. I'm okay with that because growing up when I was playing basketball and softball, I was a, let me tell you what a champion bench warmer I was. Um, so archery is the first time I've ever been able to participate in something and be like, wow, I actually, I actually got something from this. It's more the excitement of participating, to be honest with you, because I think I step up to the line and people – don't really expect me to be able to do as well or to keep up as well. Um, because why? Why do you think that is? I mean, you look like you got great form to me. Um, yeah, I don't know. I've had a lot. I've had some folks scoff at the whole, oh, look at this one with the backpack with all the arrows and wooden bow. And, you know, but I've had some, you, know, you know what we say, though, about that, right? What's that? Fuck those guys. 
Oh, yeah, see, hey, and I was trying to not drop F-bombs. <laughs> no, I've made some of the best friends through archery. I really have. And um, I'm sure um, I, I know he's proud. I've become very, very good friends with my bowyer, uh, Mike Roberts from Sock Trail Archery. I'm positive his bows were made for hunting. Um, mm -hmm. I, I don't hunt yet. But I told him that these, these bows, I told him I was going to take them to every single tournament that I could. And I've had a handful of people tell me, oh, you know, that's great. That's, that's a hobby bow. That's a hunting bow. That's not meant for tournaments. And again, because A, I'm from New York. Once you tell me I can't do something or I shouldn't do something, guess what I'm going to do? It's kind of like my mom telling me, no, you can't can't get that piercing or tattoo. So you tell me I shouldn't, that bow really doesn't belong in a competition. I'm going to, I signed up for almost every competition I could within the first two years that I've had my longbow. I was, I went everywhere. It was amazing. So. Perfect, perfect segue for us. I mean, tell us about your bow. Tell us what bow you're shooting, what poundage is on the fingers. Um, give us all the details and now let's talk about your bow year a little bit more. Yeah. So, um, shooting sock trail uh have a um two of his bows right now i have his medora which was um it's a takedown bow reflex deflex uh, longbow yep. and one of his high lines which was my very first custom wooden longbow um i started out with a uh, a little darton recurve as my very first wooden bow and i was so excited about that yep. and um that was only at about a little 17 pound bow when I first started. So Mike had made the high line for me at 33 pounds and I rode out that for about a year. And now I'm shooting, I think about 43 or 44 pounds uh, off the Medora. And um, I love that it's a takedown because he knows how badly I want to travel out of state to, uh, to compete. Uh, I took it with me, I think last year, the year before to, um, USA Archery Team 3D Trials, and I was so excited to be able to travel out of state with it. It's really uh, nerve-wracking waiting for your equipment to show up on the other side of the conveyor belt, though, when you're in an airport. Oh, my gosh. I know, especially a bow like that. I'm just taking a look at him online here. <clears throat> did you yeah. Get, how big's your um, – how long is that bow, that high, t high line? Did you get the 58? The high line is high line 60 inches, okay. and the Medora, I think, is 56 or 58. Beautiful looking bows. I don't even think I know this guy, but um, I do now. And uh, we will uh, make sure that we put a little something here. Okay. Uh, oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. That's uh, when I first looked for a custom bow, I was just, I stumbled across him. I was looking up a couple of different folks. Like I know there's gorgeous bows out there. And I, to me, I liked his story. I love that he learned from his dad. This was something that was passed down to him. Um, he's i've never realized again i was very very new to to shooting stick bow and i it's a complete art this guy puts so much passion into it and i love the story behind his bows i believe he names them after places uh he and his family have gone hunting so i thought that was really cool right. like there's just a lot of passion in what he does and he was one of the first uh, bowyers that i came across so i decided this has got to be the family that i go with for my bow that's fantastic. I mean, that's a way to support the community. Um, oh, yeah. I love it. Hey, let's get back to something you said. You went to the USA Trials. Is that right? Yes, Team Trials for 3D Archery. Okay, and where, where, when and where was that? 
Woo, I think that was 2019. Okay. And it was in Kentucky. Yep. Um, it was definitely, it was amazing. It was so amazing because I'm like, all right, whatever. Like I'm from Queens. I've, I haven't been on teams before. I haven't competed that much. And there were famous archers there. And it was exciting because I have been told, I mean, it's with every sport, right? It, it's with everything, even at work. If you want to get better, you have to work among or play among people who are better than you. And there were so many people there who were so much better than me, but it was, uh, it was really exciting. I think mm -hmm. if my nerves didn't get the best of me from, you know, whatever, being among those people and traveling alone, blah, 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 I probably could have done a little bit better because I was looking at that course and I'm like, this is, this is every weekend for me. So. Did you Amber yacht by any chance? Um, not like from a distance not i was like fangirling over to the side over a lot of people that weekend so yeah fond fond gerard amber yacht oh yes yep fantastic archers i got to shoot with them in tennessee they're brilliant um got to interview them guys uh which was really nice uh amber took home the longbow championship uh, yep. for in the ladies division for uh ibo world championship which is yep. cool um do, do you know that we have a um the 10th through the 13th? Yeah, 10th through, yeah, we have bare bow. I'm going to be there. You're going to be there? I'm going to be there. I've already, I've even spoken to Fawn on the phone. Like, she's amazing. And I love that there's a handful of female archers out there for me to look up to because yeah. it's, um, they are, they could shoot. So I can't wait to get there and train with them. Unfortunately, due to the COVID situation in Ohio, essential workers are not allowed to go out of the state at this time, and Melissa informed me that she will not be able to attend now. Learn from them. That's awesome. I'll see you there. You know, uh, if we get in a group together, that'd be fun. Um, Very cool. Yeah, yeah. I'll be, I'll be driving up in, uh, in the barebow class and just kind of hanging out doing barebow, and a couple of guys from uh, Kansas here are going to be doing that, so that'd be cool. That'd be nice to meet you. Uh, so I'm so glad that we got you on the, the, the show then. Hey, so that's your bow. You're you're about thirty-four to you say thirty-four to thirty-five pounds, right? Uh forty-three to forty-five right now. Oh, sorry, forty-three to forty-five. Oh my yep. goodness. And that's what you're gonna be competing with? Yes. Okay, so I personally I shoot forty pounds. Nice. <laughs> I'm like, I can't I can't shoot that. That's too heavy for me. You got that's my hunting setup is like forty five pounds. Um and are you drawing like how far how long how long is your draw, do you know? 26 inches. Wow. Okay. So that's a heavy bow you got. And yep. um, are you shooting woodies or, or do you got, are you using carbon? What, what's your, uh, I'm shooting wood arrows. I've just started setting up some carbons out on the 3d course because there are some shots that I just don't want to risk taking with some of these beautiful arrows that I've had made. Yep. And there's nothing more like gut wrenching than hearing that crack out in the woods. And you're like, Oh, that was my arrow. So I just started putting together some carbons just for like, you know, iron bore shots or, Hey, shoot that 80 yards away and plan on not finding it shot. Yeah. I think you, why don't you explain what an iron bore is to, to everyone? I, not everyone's shot a 3d course or a fun 3d course. Oh, you guys are missing out. Jeez. Um, so an iron boar or an iron deer is going to be a cutout of a silhouette of an animal. And the only part that is foam, uh, you would hope, is the, uh, the kill zone. So it's going to be right over the heart. And um, 
geez, I don't know, it could be like a maybe like a four or five inch opening, and you could be over 20 yards away, and you're risking taking a shot at that to see if you can get it right in there. Um, there, I've been to some awesome courses. Yeah. Hmm? Yeah, otherwise you're sacrificing your arrow to the... Oh, yeah. You hear this awful clink and crack and all these other... You see sparks flying sometimes. It's interesting. That's funny, sparks. I don't think I've seen sparks, but that's pretty awesome. So, yeah, those are oh, fun. I've, I've seen um, what Melissa is talking about, though, this, this bare bow and the stuff that you've done, uh, just for our listeners, is that those are, are competition-grade uh, target archery that she's going down at the boot camp to train for. And, um, you know, there's going to be a lot of stuff going on at the boot camp, not just, you know, us going out and shooting and seeing who get, get, gets the best score and then they make the U.S. team. Um, there's going to be several coaches there that are um, exceptional archers, exceptional archers. Uh, Dwayne Martin, Fon Gerard, obviously, are going to be there. Um, and so those guys are going to talk over some things like course management, like how far away is a target? Uh, can you can you determine how far away the target is um, and that's important especially if you're a bare bow shooter because you're you're string walking but mostly you're not right you're shooting three under or you're shooting split finger three under three under touching the knock right with wood arrows yep. that, that category is also another that's the bare bow category or sorry the long bow category uh, which is which is another category that you can shoot internationally uh, for the U.S. team so um, yeah, so then they're going to talk about target panic and a bunch of other cool stuff too. And I, I struggle with target panic as we all do to some extent. Uh, I'm starting to get over it, but uh, I'm hoping that this will help me out going out to this bearboat camp. Hey, why don't, speaking of that, why don't you tell yeah. us, um, you do have a, a bit of a unique style. I mean, your stance is wide open and stuff like that. Tell, tell me a little bit uh, about your, um, your overall shot process. Like, how do you start it? What are you thinking about in between? And then at the end, like just before you loose that arrow, what's, what's going on? So <laughs> there's usually a lot going on up here. It's a little too busy sometimes. And that's why like uh, I actually started having to talk to myself through my shots because when I first switched from compound to traditional, I, I mean, I love everyone that I meet. And you always get advice and I always want to welcome everyone because again, I'm always going to be the newbie because I feel like there's just, you could keep on, keep on learning. Right. So that's why someone joked with me that that screen name will never change for me. So I take in everybody's advice, but I try to use what works for me. And I feel like I can tell you things that I certainly don't do. I do not hold on to my shot. I, I bad habit in compound letting it rip and not settling into my anchor, I'll probably settle in for about one second and then just let it go. And my shots come out better for me that way. I know any coaches that are going to be listening to this are going to be like, oh my God, this one's just playing with all of the bad habits. But that's what works for me. And that's the whole point, right? Yeah. So once I found out that um, – snap shooting was actually a thing i'm like this is fantastic because that's actually everything that everyone tried to correct when i was shooting my compound bow and now it's working for me shooting traditional because when i'm on the line i stand the same way that i would as if i'm out in the woods like okay i know that I kind of lean into the shot a little bit i know that i crouch down a little bit i'm not completely my feet aren't you know 12 inches apart or whatever it's supposed to be i'm comfortable like that there's actually one picture somebody took of 
uh, myself and my friend Dimitri when we were practicing for Lancaster and he's all standing upright and completely is both perpendicular and I'm over here just completely looking like he just flicked me and I was going to lean over and fall. Um, I just, I really, my, I get up, my feet are planted, I take a breath. I know that breathing is a really big part of this. Um, I take a breath, I bring my bow arm up, I give myself a second, I come back and I just let loose. So it's really, it's not too technical. I didn't read the books on this. I'm sorry. Um, again, I'm probably like a coach's worst nightmare. But no, um, they're gonna be fine. They're gonna try and correct that though. When you not that oh, yeah. it. I mean, but you, they will ask you to slow down. They'll ask you to aim. They'll ask you to yep. Or may, they maybe they know, they won't. I don't know. I'm not a coach. They are. Um, and so if you're doing good and you're having success, that's what's they, important. Oh yeah, because once I start thinking about it, like once I start actually thinking about, okay, hold on. Did you touch anchor completely? Hold for two seconds. Wait. Look. Breathe. I've already. I already feel the target panics sneaking back in because now I feel like I'm doing um, the clockwork that I should have been doing in that whole process when I was shooting compound. It was so technical. It was so regimented. It was so do this, 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 and that. And I have never been to a range where I didn't see that little like list of nine things that you should do for your shot process. Like immediately once I start thinking about all of that, yeah. it throws me off. And I've had, I've had coaches watch me while I'm shooting like my, my adult league um, indoors. Cause I'll shoot my longbow for that too. And they'll be like, you know what? You'd be even better if you just, you gotta just get a, and I'm just like, I'm good. I just got to look up. That's where I'm going. Okay. Boom. And it goes and that's it. So that's, that's literally, it's, it's in New York. Oh yeah. All right. Boom. That's my shot process. But, no, that's good. No, that's good. If you, you can, again, um, it's about consistency really. I mean, in the end you have to be consistent all the time. Um, and whatever you do, just be consistent. Uh, that, that's the key to our archery, I think. And then people, some people, I was just having, you know, I had Alex and Andy on um, the show last week, and they basically said, you know, uh, it, it was funny. We talked a little bit about how you look at it, someone, you go, oh, that, that guy's shit. You can tell. Like, I mean, sh I mean he's, he's no good. And that guy's really, really good. And then you get, look at the scorecard at the end of the match, and the guy that looked like shit, is actually way better than that guy that looked great for yeah. you know perfect form you know perfect kissick league style shooting isn't always right for everyone i guess I, and that's why we have different styles and that's why we have different and and your personality comes out in your shooting so that's really cool that's really cool it's in a very aggressive style uh, is it really oh man just, yeah it's all the muscles behind it no. <laughs> <laughs> hey that's funny hey so um, what about some advice you would give someone that's, that's just starting off? You said that you had a couple of people that you introduced to archery. So how do you, how do you get them started? What's the advice you give them? Um, to not be afraid. And I've had friends who are, oh, what if I'm not good? What if I don't like it? Blah, blah, blah. I start out, first of all, I'm annoying when I'm your friend. Uh, so anyone who has not been friends with me yet in person, I usually tell people, look, once you're friends with me, I'm like a straight cat and it's not going to go away. Um, so I'll introduce a buddy to it. So usually somebody will ask me because they'll see my post. I'll take them to an indoor range. What do they start you at? Like five, 10 yards. And it's a lot of positive reinforcement is really what it is. And I just, um, 
work is really stressful and it's not always positive. So on the outside, when I'm with my friends or with, when I'm with archery and I'm doing something that I really, really love that I could dive into, I like being like super positive. I've had a bunch of people tell me like, oh, I'm like their little cheerleader. Um, and I just feel like it, people will gravitate to something more when they're passionate about it. So you get somebody who has probably never shot before, but they realize, hey, I could reach the paper. Hey, I'm actually touching some of the rings on the target. Hey, I hit the yellow, you know, and I'm over here like that way overexcited, you know, person in the background. Um, yeah. And I'll shoot with, just, you know, I'll, I'm not, I'm probably the last person who should be giving advice, but I always tell them things and I, I make it fun, right? Like uh, one of my friends, I always tell them, hey, you got to stand like a, like a little turtle coming out of your shell, neck up, straighten out your shoulders. And um, I just, I make it fun and I make funny little, um, quirks to to remember how to keep your form or how to you know get shooting and then right from there um we start shooting outside or most of the rental equipment will be like compound bows or like uh, olympic style recurves i'll give them one of my long bows i'm like just try this it's like it's what i was told was like uh it's like throwing a softball you look you see the mitt just throw the ball to the mitt no big deal it's that simple that's really my style like that's how simplified i make my shooting um, and I've got a few people latched on. And uh, what I like to do is I will actually um, I will actually collect some bows or arm guards or little quivers or some sets of arrows. And if I get somebody started out and they're really, really interested in it, guess what? Boom. Here's your bow. Here's your setup. Nice. Because I've had a lot of people do stuff like that for me. Um, and it's, uh, I just feel like I just want to pay it forward because I've, I've made a lot of friends through archery and I've gotten a lot of gifts. Archery people are very generous. Um, so that's what I try to do for other people. What's and uh, I thought New Yorkers were supposed to be mean people. What's going on with you? You're not fitting the bill. You're not meeting my expectations. Oh, no. Listen, I could be mean. I could be mean. Watch this. <laughs> Find find me on a Friday night trying to hail a cab. I could be mean. No, <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny. Um, no, it's it's been interesting talking to you. I think there's a just amazing. Uh, it's amazing to see someone from the city out shooting and and talking about it. And and your experience is is phenomenal. I mean, going to all those tournaments. That's what counts, right? I mean, having uh, you can't pay for. I say this on every podcast. Um, you can't pay for experience. You know, experience can't be bought. So. I mean, it's pretty good. Hey, what about, um, what's one thing, so we got to know each other a little bit, but, but what's one thing that you would say uh, you want people to know about you that maybe they don't know or, or like a broader audience? I, I, mean, I know you have a pretty good audience on Instagram, but even broader audience, something about you that you want people to know, other than you're pretty nice for a New Yorker. Other than you're pretty nice for a New Yorker. Um, I don't know, I'm pretty much an open book. You've seen my Instagram. I put everything on there from from what I do at work to I'm a nutty pug owner to I don't know, I have a stamp collection maybe. That's oh. like a kind of nerd, it's a nerdier side of me. I don't think anyone would expect that from me either. Um Oh my gosh, your pug too. And then you've called what do you call your pug? Oh, the fuzzy pugtato. Pugtato. It's hilarious. I told my kids look <laughs> I said, look at she's gonna be on my podcast. It's calls her dog, dog the pugtato. I'm like, it's the funniest thing ever. Listen, this dog gets attention too, though. I have, um, I've gotten, uh, gotten close with Gateway Feathers, mm -hmm. and they've been amazing to me. 
And there was one day where I had been contacted and they're like, hey, would you mind? Could you send us some pictures of the feathers we sent you? And I was like, oh, of course, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, yeah, you think you could give us some pictures with your pug? And I'm like, oh, my God. They don't care about you. They just yeah. your dog, gateway feathers. Shame on you. You see that? You see that? But it was great because I had a little quiver and a little bow. And I threw it on her and sent them pictures. I was like, is this okay? Because I could take her out too. Um, we're going to have pictures of your pug over top of all this stuff that we're talking about right now. <laughs> oh, yeah, great. I'll send you the one with her quiver on. So it's, uh, we'll, just, we'll just exploit her too. Yeah. Um, with, with, no, no, what's her Instagram page? You know, she doesn't have one yet. You're such a terrible pug owner. I'm a terrible pug owner. She doesn't have one yet. And I've, I've uh, yeah, I don't know. I just, I post so much on mine that I'm just like, oh, and I got to manage the pugs too. She doesn't have thumbs. I'm going to have to manage this for her. Oh, yeah, I guess you'd have to do it. That's right, too. Um, we have, my dog is Scruffy Finn, if you want to be friends. Uh, uh, definitely. <laughs> That's awesome. Hey, listen, uh, we're going to wrap this up, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask you uh, a few quick questions and you kind yeah. of the best of your ability um you have not been informed of these questions is that correct that is correct i'm nervous that's <laughs> easy all right name three things you'd rather be doing other than this podcast oh god nothing nothing uh, shooting i'd rather be shooting there you go. <laughs> um working on my stamp collection that's a lie um honestly no this podcast, uh, shooting or listening to some of my new records. I just started a record collection. And then what, okay, what, uh, what records did you get? You're talking vinyl, right? Oh, yeah. This is, uh, I've got some Ozzy in there. I've got some Stray Cats in there. I've got the Muppets in there. <laughs> Listen, I got a little, woo, you asked for honest and weird and eclectic. Here it is. <laughs> I got the Muppets. <laughs> I got Ozzy and the Muppets. Um, That's right. You know how Balance. Sorry, go ahead. It's just balance. <laughs> I was scrolling through your Instagram, and then I had the volume on, and I uh, one stopped, and your your friend was listening uh, to the Dropkick Murphys, and I'm like, oh my god, that's that's fantastic. I love I love Dropkick Murphy. Um, but anyway, I thought you'd be a fan. Oh yes, no, I am. That's Jason's fault, also. That was Jason who got me interested in that band and in traditional archery. <laughs> Oh, see, he's a cool dude. Maybe I should have him on this podcast, too. You should. Uh, That's my Viking buddy. <laughs> all right. Hey, number two, what's your spirit animal? My spirit animal? Oh, my God. Don't say coffee. Don't say coffee. No? A real person? It can be anything. My spirit animal. <laughs> oh it can be anything. Yeah. What Jeez. gets you going? What, 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 what externally would be your spiritual likeness? You're going to kill me, but man, Kermit the Frog. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're st sticking to the Muppets. I love it. We're going to stick to the Muppets. Listen, okay. I have, there's a lot going on up here. It's a lot of crazy, and it's a lot of creativity, and it's a lot of stuck on the 80s and stuck on being kid-like. And That's, that's funny, stuck on the 80s. Were, were you even born in the 80s? I sure was. Are you kidding me? I'm borderline vintage. No, uh, I was <laughs> <laughs> um i was born in 80 like the actual year 1980 oh that's you look like okay i'm not gonna i'm gonna delete that part because you look like you're 20 years old seriously 
Yeah, I know. Listen, I still get carded for scratch-off games in 7-Eleven. I'm like, sir, if I'm going to be doing anything illegal, it's not going to be here in 7-Eleven. I can assure you that. <laughs> oh, my God, that's funny. All right, okay, here, here's one for you. Since you're a veterinarian, uh, nurse, veterinarian, whatever, I don't um, – what, what was the official title? What's your official title? Uh, licensed veterinary technician. Vet tech. All right. Yep. Um, if an animal could talk – which one would be the dirtiest, <laughs> nastiest? Oh God! Is it a frog? Is it is Kermit the Frog? He can talk. Already. It's not going to be Kermit the Frog. <laughs> it's not going to be. It's not going to be Kermit the Frog. Um, jeez, I don't know. That's not where my mind. Oh okay, who, man, who would be the rudest? Like, what would be the rudest animal? Like, oh well, for I don't know. Isn't it supposed to be the honey badger that just doesn't give a shit? No, I know plenty of animals that just, yeah, I know plenty of animals that just don't give a shit. There's <laughs> tons of them. I treat half of them now. Um, wouldn't, oh my. wouldn't, wouldn't like snakes be assholes though? Like seriously. I mean, they just bite anyone. They don't care. Yeah, but they don't even have, they don't even flip anybody off. That's true too. So I think they can't be that bad. That can't, they can't be that bad. Okay, so what is? It's got to be a. Oh my god! I got, I got, I got to think about this. I've dealt with a lot of jerks over the years. Yeah. Um, shit. You know what? Not for nothing. I'm. An, they're cute and all, but I'm going to tell you now. Uh, it's, as far as like rudeness, nothing sucks worse than a sea lion telling you off. I can tell you that. Sea I came. Yeah, I came face to face with a nine hundred and. Sea lion. He was one of my patients, so we were able to have direct contact with him. And he got pretty pissed off at me for trying to get a blood draw on him. And he turned around real quick and just decided to bark in my face. And he was blowing all of his hot little sea lion breath at me. Fish scales are coming flying out. That was pretty freaking rude, man. That was gross and rude. He acted more like a New Yorker than I did. <laughs> That's it. Hey. For all our New Yorker listeners, yeah. Hey, no offense to anybody. No offense to the order. I do not do not come to my house and knock on my door. Yeah, no, we're they're very nice here. Yeah, you super super dead people. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure. Uh, there's good and bad everywhere you go. All right. Well, that was fun, man. That was really fun. It was nice talking to you, and it was great getting to know you. And Same I. Here. I hope that you're going to be annoying to me too, and we can be friends. Um, I love it. Oh yeah, you're not getting rid of me now. Don't worry. I already Facebook stalked you. It's okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's why. Just I'm kidding. kidding. No, it's, no, it's fine. It's absolutely fine. Um, so tell everyone where you can be found on the interwebs, social media. Yes. So I'm on Instagram as Tradbo Newbie. I'm also on Facebook under my actual birth name, Melissa Ortiz. Um, and those are really the only two, uh, and YouTube I started and trying to keep up with it. Uh, it's also tried bow newbie on YouTube and I'm just trying to the folks who have helped me along the way in my little traditional archery journey. So, you know, um, my equipment that I've used or folks that have made things cause I really like helping small businesses. Um, and I try to just document my whole, you know, 
still continuing five years later learning how to shoot and um, documenting all the, the courses and the local clubs that I've gone to because I also like supporting local clubs and not so local clubs. We drive down to Pennsylvania and Jersey some weekends and up to Connecticut. So I just, uh, I like hanging out with different club members and just anywhere I could shoot, let me know because I'm, as soon as these travel restrictions loosen up, I really, really, I've made it my, uh, my goal to travel and visit as many clubs as I possibly can. That's that's fantastic. Um, it's good to support those people, and it's good that you're you're getting out as much as you possibly can. And it's a, just a really interesting story. Um, okay, so I want to thank you very much for being a guest, um, and thanks to all the listeners that made it this far. And don't forget to like, subscribe, do all those social media things to to get the word out, uh, pass this video around, and uh, we really appreciate you. So until we talk again, everyone, stay safe. And- Happy, healthy, peace, we're done.